I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up guys, it's your host Jamie Messina and whoa, 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 today's episode blew me away. It totally exceeded my expectations. I have my friend Evan Moscoso on. Um, I'm going to tell you about that in a second. But first, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, go ahead and do that. We're bringing some amazing, dude, the lineup, the lineup that is on the way, it is good. You are not going to want to miss these. So hit subscribe. And also, if you find value in today's episode, if you've found value in anything that we've shared, please head over and leave us a review, um, preferably five stars. But that's going to help me to reach my goal, which originally was to ripple out to a million people, leave a positive ripple or whatever to a million people, right? Um, I'm going to up that because I feel like that's a low ball number. We can reach so many more people than that and just um, positively impact more than a million people. I need to come up with a number, but right now it's a, it's over a million, okay? So if you leave a, a review, that's going to help us to reach more people. Now, today's episode, like I said, it blew me away. First, Evan Moscoso, he is working on technology that is literally going to change the world. Uh, I am super excited to share it with you. I'm excited for you to hear from him. In addition to that, like we, we talk about the technology first, but second, we talk about the metaverse, how all of that together is going to change the world and can change the world in a positive way. And in between, we hear a little bit about Evan's story. It is uh, mind-blowing in my opinion, and I would love to hear what you have to, uh, have to say about it, what you think about it. So definitely let us know. So here it is. This is Evan Moscoso, changing the world. Let's go. I have here Evan Moscoso, who um, I had the pleasure of meeting. Listen, first of all, do you agree that St. Pete just brings some pretty freaking interesting people together? It is insane. It's <laughs> actually like like the friends and I, we discuss when we go to Driftwood right across the street. We, we talk about all the time how crazy it is. It has this energy that attracts all of these people. And like the way we've discussed it is like you tend to seek friends or find people who have similar energies to you yeah. and i think this is the place it's like the other like california and like san francisco yeah. and la those used to be the places where you'd go and be like oh that's where you're gonna like go and like mm-hmm. you know make it but like here st pete seems to be it's like the brewing. new the new hub for it and, and unfortunately brewing in the way of prices uh, right. for rent but <laughs> so we're just kidding it sucks here don't we? <laughs> um no but for real like even um and i don't, we'll just go right into this by the way Evan's here with us. He's got some interesting oh, things to share. Hello. But um, yeah, even like some of your friends, like I, it's just a, such a small town. Like um, Fabiano, I met at a different party when mm. I first moved here. And then I would see him at Driftwood. And then I see him talking to Micah uh, Rotunda, who I met mm-hmm. through a different work opportunity that I did. It's crazy. like everybody's so connected. It's, it's cool. An, it's I insane. It. I, yeah, it's I couldn't imagine living anywhere else right now. Yeah, well... 
Except, guys, it really sucks. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't um, so I, I asked Evan to come on today because he's doing some pretty cool things. Like, first of all, well, there's a my brain is going in a couple places. So mm -hmm. the thing that we talked about that you're doing that because I don't know a whole lot about it other than it involves tongues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we'll, <laughs> we'll move forward with that. But also, like, I know that you talked with Jess about the metaverse and yes. stuff like that. That is a new concept to me. But I just read an article this morning on Bill Gates saying that like 90% of business meetings will be happening in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's going on? What does this mean? So mm -hmm. I don't know where to start. So what's funny is like the, the product I'm working on with the tongue will actually be segueing into the metaverse. Oh. So... I guess it might be better to talk about the tongue, and then since mm -hmm. it will segue into the metaverse, Perfect. we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, so let's. What? So what is this? I, I remember every time you tell me, I pick up a little bit more. I know that I picture people like gaming with their tongue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is mm -hmm. that accurate? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can do that. Um, so I mean, first off, I just do want a little disclaimer on the metaverse because a lot of people think because Facebook now changed their name to metaverse, a right. lot of people think metaverse means Facebook metaverse. Yeah, I have Idea. Which, yeah, sometimes you have to distinguish, but like metaverse is just the general metaverse of like augmented reality, virtual reality that people will be able to go in. And it's kind of like an online, huge online multiplayer game slash reality that like everyone and in the world can do. And stuff. Yes, like and then, yes, yeah. you can go into real places like concerts, but um, Facebook is just one of the companies like pushing towards the metaverse. So mm -hmm. like when I talk about metaverse, I'm not talking about specifically okay, Facebook's good. metaverse. Good to know because I was confused by all that. Right, stuff. right. Yeah. yeah. So just, yeah, definitely wanted to uh, talk talk about that. Because uh, actually it's meta, not metaverse is their name. So it's good to tie that out because a lot of people like think metaverse and think Facebook. And did like, they oh, attach themselves to that too yes. so that they yes. could? Yes, that's 100% yeah. why they did it, which I don't like because I would rather someone else than Facebook do it. Right. I've heard um, some things about Silicon Valley and everyone being kind of upset. Facebook oh. doesn't let anybody grow but themselves oh yeah that's oh, and just kidding mark <laughs> <laughs> don't shut us down <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so that was just a disclaimer on that all right yeah. so i guess a little bit of like what i've been working on um is a, the company is called glostex and it's uh primarily it's it's a way for people with disabilities or those who can't mm -hmm. use technology to be able to use technology and it'll be in a way um, that really hasn't been imagined before. And for a lot of people, they might think, it, well, everyone thinks it's weird upon initially hearing it. Like what? Using your tongue to do something. Right. Um, but like, especially when you think of it as like, it's like another limb, like it's flexible, like a finger it can be used like a finger. And when you start thinking of it like that, it's, it's almost adding on like another hand onto your body that you just don't normally use. Um, and with the more ingrained we come in technology, the more Bluetooth devices, like now, TVs out there, like 95, at least 95% of them are being Bluetooth, are Bluetooth compatible. So like you would be able to control that with your tongue, yeah. like move it around. I like to think of it as um, like a universal hands-free remote control, essentially. So you don't have to use your hands or anything. And for some imagery, it's not like you like open your mouth and like move your tongue around. Like uh -huh. you're, you can have your mouth completely closed. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone thinks that, but no, you can have your mouth completely closed and it'll be 100% like discreet. Like, I'm not going to tell you're controlling something with your tongue. Like, that's how discreet it can be. You can have your mouth closed, and I'm not going to be able to see you do anything. Um, Could I ask you a question? Sure. Go ahead. So, like, is it something you stick on your tongue then? So, initially, initially, there's going to be two two routes, and um, well, it's pretty much the same route. One would be, like, a, it's called, like, a tracer, which is essentially, like, a rice grain size magnet. Mm -hmm. So, if you can think of, like, a rice grain size magnet, and there's two applications. One would be a temporary adhesive using dental glue, which is... 
you know, FDA approved, you know, yeah. and everything. You don't have to worry yeah. about that. And it's tasteless. You can take it off easily if you'd like, and it will last for several hours. Um, and then the second more semi-permanent, because it could also be taken out as well, is a, just a tongue piercing. Oh. And which a lot of, especially when we do the voice, cost, uh, voice customer uh, or consumer, um, when we're talking with people with disabilities, like they're, if it means that they can do right. what we say they can do, like like zero hesitation, they'll they'll get the they won't even screw the, Listen, the temporary choice. If all the Just, lesbians yeah. in the nineties can pierce their tongue, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Right, right. So so like yeah, without hesitation, they they do it, and then. That's all you need within your mouth. So, like, it's not just... Because, like, there's other things you can do now, like, such as the sip and puff, which is, like, you blow and, like, puff into yeah. a thing, and you can move it around, like, with your head if you have your mouth on it, um, which, you know, is it the most comfortable thing to right. do. Also, like, hygienically, it gets mm -hmm. dirty, and you have mm -hmm. to clean that a lot. Um, but with this, you just have the magnets, and then you'd essentially have, like, just microphone booms. Like, you can use an existing headset um, that would essentially just go to the sides of your cheek like a normal microphone and then it would have magnet sensors in there that would pick up the magnetic field and it would essentially be able to just track your tongue in real time as you move it around. So with that data, we can just convert that into any kind of Bluetooth commands. We attach to a mic controller that's like a Bluetooth controller. And so that could be like for a wheelchair, that could be for a computer keyboard, it can be a mouse, it can be anything that is a Bluetooth controller, you can map your mouth of movements too. My mind is blowing right now. <laughs> Just because I'm envisioning what we talked about when we first came on Metaverse uh -huh. meets this. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Right, man. right. And it was cool, like, some of, there was new glasses that came out recently. It was after the Facebook Ray-Ban ones that, like, were augmented reality. Um, it was, like, less invasive. Mm -hmm. um, however, they didn't really have much control on it because they didn't want to put buttons and it would be, right. like, too clunky for their glasses. Well, imagine if there's a way where you don't need any kind of physical a device to touch anything all you do is just move your tongue around and it sends commands and so you you free up a lot of your space for your hands as well as you know if you don't have any hands or you have a missing limb or yeah. or some kind of deformity like you'll be able to use it a lot better capacity and it might in some cases it might be even faster than using your hands because you combine it with um, with other HMIs, which are human machine interfaces. And so human, as an example of a human machine interface, for those who don't know, is like a mouse or a keyboard. It's mm -hmm. like how the human interacts with the machine is those kinds of tools. And so the Glostex tongue drive system, which is the, the, the product we're creating is a new HMI, which the human interaction will be your tongue interacting with the machine, but you don't have to physically touch the machine or anything. It's just reads your tongue movements. Uh, um, I'm even thinking like COVID stuff, like people don't want to touch keyboards. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that, that reminds me. So like, yeah, so on top of that, like you can think of it as universal like remote control, but then that could also get annoying for, for things such as like typing. Right. Well, what's cool about that is you can combine it with the other HMI that uses your mouth as well, which is voice command. Uh -huh. So like I can like navigate to like my gmail whatever and then i can say what my email is and then i can like navigate to send with my tongue or, or do whatever and so you'll have a completely a total completely hands-free solution to doing things like i can be watching tv on netflix uh, i mean watching netflix on my tv yeah. and i can like browse through because also like voice also has its limitations as well which doesn't make it a total hands-free solution because you're not going to be like go left go left go right you know yeah. you're not going to keep repeating that but with this this remote like kind of uh, ability and the ability to do like tedious things such as typing and stuff like that all combined in with your mouth like now you don't 
you have the full solution. Um, So with that, yeah, it'll help a lot of people. Our primary, like, we really want to help those, like, in need, those with disabilities. And that does kind of lead to the metaverse and everything, how you're saying everything's going to be happening in the metaverse pretty soon, which I have no doubt it is, because mm-hmm. that's just the future is going to happen. There's going to have people who are against it, but that's... Right. Well, still go- you know, still it's, goes. It's going to happen. <laughs> like, like, technology always wins in every single case, like, because, like... The amount that you can do and the money you can save and everything yeah. using better technology always wins against like labor unions, unfortunately. Um, but also, hopefully, it'll create other aspects and new venues for people to do things. Um, so I guess like now, like I guess segueing. So yeah, so yeah, you can. Well, control. let me ask you. Let me ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I know um, this is a project you're working on with many other people. But where did did the idea come from helping people who might yes. be able to use? Yes, that's that's where, how the idea originated. Um, it's actually a pretty cool story how it came onto it, um, which we can get to whenever you. I would like. love to hear it. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's cool if you want to. Share All right. It. No, I, I love to share it. This yeah. is like one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, and like, and so like just a little pre whatever like for me in my life right now like i am like honestly like the most happy and satisfied i feel like i can be and i feel very fortunate i'm very grateful every day especially like you know you and i live here right now like it's it's hard yeah it's it's so hard to like not be like wow like this is i mean this is great and a lot of it had to do with just things that i've done in the past and obviously things that you've done in the past Um, but like it's subtle things that weren't that big that eventually amounted to really big things. So I'm hoping that some of my story could help inspire some people as well. Of course, and that's well. what this show's about. Actually. Right. That's, that's, I know. Yeah. I, 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 I heard it. a bit of it before coming in here and I'm very excited yeah. and I, I like, I like storytelling. So, mm-hmm. um, so here we go. So, um, initially I wanted to be a video game developer. I played video games. I was a huge gamer growing up, but just like locked my door. Fun fact, I wanted to do that as well. Really? That's awesome. Went to awesome. Northeastern University for um, computer science, but I was the only girl in the program. Like really? one of two. So I, I left pretty quickly. I uh-huh. just wasn't there. But yeah, that was it. I wanted to make games too. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's like, yeah, I went to Georgia Tech for that. Oh, cool. Like specifically as well. Because oh, like so cool. initially, um, it was like one of those classes, like senior year of high school, that like it was like really chill teacher, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll take I'll take his mm-hmm. class because he's super chill and I like him. Um, but it was an introduction to like coding or Java, yeah. and I had never coded or anything, had no interest in it. Um, and then I took it, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. like, this makes so much sense. And it's like for me when I code, like my analogy for me is like I feel like I'm playing. I love Sudoku. I love puzzles and stuff like that. Yeah. For me, it's like playing a game of Sudoku because like there's you create things and then there's bugs and you have to figure out, you have to backtrack and figure out what went wrong. And then when you do it, it instead of just like being, oh, you complete the puzzle, great. You, you've you now created something that can be used by everyone in the whole world. Yeah. And so like that, that is just so amazing to me. That's pretty cool. Um, and so that then combined with just my love of like video games and stuff like that, I uh, applied for Georgia Tech because I saw their computational media program. Which um, I didn't want to go straight into computer science because I felt for what I was going to be doing, like especially later on in computer science, there's a lot of classes that are going to be really difficult. They're like, which I'm not going to need to take, yeah. <laughs> which is why you love. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 27. Okay, so I'm 39. Okay. So at the time, there those other things weren't, it was like computer science was it. Right. You know yeah, <laughs> I was very, it's a very new major. And it's like mm-hmm. a new major that people like made fun of even at like Georgia Tech. Yeah. Because it didn't, fo- it had a focus on computer science, but not all the way. So right. you'd be like, oh, you're I would have, if that had been available when I went, I probably would still oh, be there. Oh, <laughs> I, I can see you, I can see yeah. you doing that. Um, yeah. But it was, it was very new. That I did, it was just not <laughs> yeah. <interested in> it. <laughs> no, it's totally fair. 
um so yeah so like i saw in like within computational media you graduate from both uh the college of computing and the college of liberal arts mm -hmm. and you can have threads there's like four different threads that you can pick within each college and one will be like more in one college and more in the other um so I, I focused on intelligence, which gave me a stronger computer science background, but not as strong as like actual computer right. science degree, which I did not need. Um, even the later classes in the computational media, I did not need. Right. Um, and then with the liberal arts aspect, learning interaction design, information principles of information design, like all these things in terms of like guiding the user through a product or through something. And so like what I really wanted to do, especially with video games, um, is like... Well, okay, still still on video games. So, like, I did video... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cut to that in a sec. But I originally did, um, yeah, intelligence, and there was, like, game studies. That was what I originally threaded in. And I did research as well at Georgia Tech, like, my first year, which was, like, we essentially created and we were working on developing an MMORPG. From, for those who don't know what yeah, that is, what? it's a <laughs> massive uh, it's a massive online multiplayer game, such as, oh. like, World of Warcraft Ooh. or other big games where it's just you go onto, like, different servers and, like... My nephew would love you. Thousands of people. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> anyone who's, like, any any geek nerd type person, yeah. like, I will have a field day talking with them. Uh -huh. um, but, uh, yeah, so it was, like, working on that and then, like, working on, like, these 3D virtual worlds, like, using code, because I also, I wanted to work on the programming aspect. I like video game design. That's what I really wanted to do. But I wanted to work on the programming aspect to, I guess, more, give myself more breadth in what's there and, like, be able to do things on my own. Mm -hmm. Like, if I thought of something, I can program it and also, like, have the design aspect. Right. Um, so I went ahead and did that, uh, the research, and then while I was doing that, like, realizing all the things you can do in these 3D virtual worlds with codes and, like, for instance, I created like a fog ecosystem or a weather ecosystem, like wherever a player would walk towards something would trigger like weather effects and then would change so, the environment. So like the Hunger Games. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. Like whatever. It, so it's... you're the guy behind the Hunger right, Games. Right. Yeah. I said, yeah. Things like that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So like I, I just like, oh my gosh, like if this is what I can do with like code and like video game development, yeah. like what could I do in the actual like real world, you know, outside of that? And of course... The perfect blending of the metaverse just comes in later, which I'm yes. super excited to talk about later. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, all right, so then I, I switched. I wanted to do like web development, app development, create apps and stuff like that. And so like, and I switched my threads from, I still had intelligence, focus intelligence, but I changed it to interaction design and like information. Mm -hmm. um, so I learned data visualization and all that stuff. And it, it I freaking, I, I loved it. Um, however, with that, at the end of my, my uh, college year like my last semester I got real nervous uh, about um, like jobs mm -hmm. um, a lot of it because I did computational media I didn't do as much computer science like I didn't go heavy into algorithms I did like introduction to like algorithms right. and stuff like that and so like several of the places I applied to like I am also like one of those nervous people especially like for the interview like yeah. and the fact that it was like heavy intense uh, you know algorithmic stuff for especially if you're doing computer science stuff it's just like I like I remember my first interview just like whited out like I he asked me the first question it was like an hour hour and a half didn't get through it and I'm like I'm so sorry I like I wasted your time it was awful and then, like Aww. from that experience yeah. made me so paranoid and nervous I'm like am I gonna get a job when I graduate like I like oh my gosh and so I was like freaking I'm sure out so many people feel that way too oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah it was rough it was rough um so I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna do and it's like one of those things that just happens in your life, those opportunities. Um, so I was in a, a fraternity 
in college, but it's like the most non-frat fraternity you can yeah. think of. Like principals or friends are always welcome. Academics come first. Um, chivalry isn't dead. I love that. And no hazing. And so it's not like... Yeah. I yeah. Like it that has though. the opposite of like what... Like I was not interested in Greek life whatsoever until one of my buddies of mine like that kind of met at Georgia Tech. He's like, oh, just come with me. Like I don't want to go alone and stuff. I'm like fine. Then I ran into the fraternity. I'm like, wow. This is like a group yeah. of well-rounded guys that really like. They care about their academics. Like they're not like just oh party and yeah. chicks and girls, mm-hmm. dude. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, typical, like the typical stereotype. Right, the yeah. typical stereotype. So I really love these guys, and uh, yeah, my last semester, it was like one of the biggest game days we had. I think it could have even been the uh, the Miracle on Techwood Drive, which was the biggest game for us, which was a huge upset against FSU mm-hmm. um, when they did the field goal and they were like undefeated, uh-huh. and then like they we blocked it and returned it for the win. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, but like in that game. I got pulled over by one of my brothers in fraternity, um, and he's, like, graduating um, as well. And he's like, hey, man, uh, so I've been working on this idea with a friend. Um, it's a free same-day prescription delivery service. And this is back in 2016, by the way, for those who uh-huh. don't know. A free same-day prescription delivery service. Um, and it's a way where you can just use an app and also get, like, real-time adjudication, which means, like, with your insurance, like, you'd be able to see how much you're wow. paying for before you get it, which... A lot of people, like, they'll just get charged after the fact and be like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, this is much like, money. Yeah, crap. <laughs> um, and so, like, it seemed like a really cool idea. And he's like, hey, I really need, we really need, like, a software developer or an app developer. And what's funny is a lot of what I do now, like, web development and app development, I never learned in school. Like, mm-hmm. in college, all I learned was, like, basics of coding. Um, so, like, once in one of the winter breaks, I self-taught myself uh, web, web development. And then I worked on app development with Swift and iOS for, like, Apple. And he's like, we need a web developer. Like, and I was like, like me. I was like, I can do it. And, like, you know, no really big interview or anything like that. Because uh-huh. he was just asking a friend he knew I did, like, computer stuff. So yeah. he's like, we need someone to do this. So I'm like, I can do it. He's like, how long do you think it'll take? I'm like, oh, like, like five months or whatever. And, of course, he's like, wow, that's crazy. But totally was not that time. Like, yeah. you know, I just kind of... <laughs> gave my g- yeah. best gut instinct knowing that it was probably wrong but like it's something I really want to jump on because I felt like the startup environment would really be you know what what yeah. I'd like to do I don't really I don't mind working for someone if it's like an awesome thing yeah. I eventually want to create my own thing to you know um, but uh, if it's like a startup in that kind of environment you have those people who are passionate about what they do and everything it's not just for the money and it's um, fun yeah and, and it's, it's fun right mm-hmm. like that's that's what I really want to do and I think I'm one of those people because I, I just figure things out like I wouldn't say I'm just like a computer science like whatever right. guy like I'm very good at using Google and researching mm-hmm. I would say I'm more of a researcher like I'm very good at whatever needs to get done just give me Google, a little bit listen yeah. the last episode was called Google your way to success oh. so I get it yes oh my gosh Google like your best friend it's I literally <laughs> i 100 agree it's like someone it's like i don't the the need for a degree like since like the internet came out and like right. google like just really the, it's diminishing more and more and more and more because you can figure everything out mm-hmm. already and like within drive, the palm of your you pocket just do it you know 100 yeah. percent um and so uh, sorry what, what I, oh yeah so he, he told me I'm, I'm gonna make the app and stuff like that and we can talk about it maybe another time because I, I want to condense this more to sure. get more relevant. Um, but like that startup, I did it for like a year, year and a half, just getting like internship, like base salary, but obviously with some equity. Um, and then we eventually got accepted into the New York Entrepreneur Roundtable Accelerator. Uh-huh. Um, and the day after, 
the guy, my friend who brought me on, it's just me and him and his other friend from like high school. He brought me on. He ended up leaving the company because he got a full ride at Harvard and all these oh, other things. Yeah. And he also had beef with his other friend. And then so I kind of just fizzled out. And I'm like, all right. But at the same time, I got the letter of intent and everything that we got accepted into the accelerator. So we had at least something to show for it. We also had like a single sale so we could say it was a company, yeah. uh, which helps out because like I've had interviews where like, oh, you, this was a company. I'm like, yep, I had a single sale. I mean, I didn't say I had a single sale, right. but, but we made awesome. it sell. So just say it was a company. Um, so it was, it's what I needed just enough. But also the experience and everything was, was priceless. When the startup environment, the experience you get, like... My parents were very anti, like when I was doing the startup, like, Evan, what are you doing? Because I was also doing this while I was doing college at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I was like a lab rat, like just pulling all-nighters and it was it was not healthy. Um, but I, I made it by the skin of my teeth uh, out of Georgia Tech, graduated at 3.00 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Definitely sent like mass emails to my professors on the finals. I'm like, look, like I already graduated, like I'm already doing a startup right now. I'm doing what I love. Like, please don't screw me over. Right. I pretty much just said that to them and they're like yeah we hear you Evan yeah. I'm like thank you so much because like the finals like there was so much going on mm-hmm. um so yeah so it ended up fizzling out and um then I was back home uh for a bit with my, living with my mom for just like a year um and then I got approached by a talent recruiter for Eaton which is the, the company I worked right before here ended up going to back to Atlanta stayed in Atlanta and I saw like a big reason there because all my friends from college was still there around the area work around the area so it was nice to move back there and work with them after about three years there um but it's it was a crazy amount of growth i had in those three years and a lot of it had to do with just small like little things um so for instance the first thing that completely just propelled everything i was like i was my first or second week there working at, at eaton um and uh i saw the vice president he's like a younger dude he's he was like maybe like late 30s mm-hmm. early 40s um and uh so it was a big engineering meeting i saw him go to the bathroom and by the way this is in peachtree city and i was living in atlanta because i stayed with my friend so i had to make a 45 minute commute down to peachtree city to work there um so like i saw him go to the bathroom i'm like oh well like maybe this is my my chance to get him alone yeah my time to get him alone like whatever i didn't do it in the bathroom like you know i went went to the bathroom then he left and on his way back to like the the meeting hall like i stopped him like oh hey like you know my name is evan scoso i'm a new software developer here just wanted to introduce myself you know he's like oh hey evan like you're a new software developer. that's great like are you going to be working the new midtown office the midtown office is in atlanta literally two minutes from from me and i was like uh like i didn't know about that but i'd really like i'd really like to do that like if i can do that that'd be great he's like oh i'll talk with hr and see what i can do and i was like oh my god all right awesome and so like that was my interaction that same day i'm in the parking lot walking back to my car he's randomly also in the parking lot and then he's like hey evan (laughs) right (laughs) he's like hey evan evan and i was like oh hey what's up he's like hey so i'm just letting you know i talked to the head of hr and you're good to go it's gonna be you me and another director starting off in the new midtown office and no one's it's just gonna be us three starting and he yeah he's the it's just that's the universe it was like oh my gosh that's that's amazing Mm -hmm. but I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like it's probably because of the, the previous... So, a reason why they're doing the Midtown office is because they also want to attract younger talent. Like, because it's right next to Georgia Tech. Georgia uh-huh. Tech is, like, right across the highway. Um, and I think it might have been the previous startup experience that I had. 
Right. That like when he went to HR and looked at like my resume or whatever, he might have seen that I had that. And he's like, oh, I'm trying to start and recruit talent like him. So like that kind of just happened. Awesome. And because of that, I built this relationship with him and then like all those, all these other people. And it obviously that, that comes with a lot of other, mm-hmm. <laughs> of other CEO things. Yeah. Yeah. It comes with a lot of other things. Um, and so, yeah, I helped him build out like the Minton office would give presentations and all that stuff. And, um, like I became, you know, pretty well known within the actual company, you know, and everything because I was one of the first people who started on the Midtown office and the Midtown office grew. Um, and uh, another director there, and I'm getting to how I got into that's, my current yeah, my it. current project. Yeah, I like it. Um, everything then, you're sharing right now is awesome because uh, some people would be probably number one scared to even say hello to the CEO or feel mm-hmm. like they didn't why who am I mm-hmm. and second like each little thing we do really does lead to the next thing right 100 and like I was gonna mention this back in like in college like I would be that guy so like we have something called Piazza which is like a forum where you can like post anonymously or not post anonymously like I would request I would like publicly post and like like an extension for like a lot of our different assignments if yeah. we felt like this is unrealistic and every single time I did that we got the extension oh. but like I'm the only person in the class who did it the class might be like 100 people they were people. all thinking it 100 feet yeah but like nobody took the chance yeah, to ask but that's it all you had to do it literally took me 5 <laughs> seconds and then we got the extension if I didn't do that it would not have happened right. and if you didn't get it oh well but at right. least you knew yes. you asked exactly yeah. it, it's just it's just like just having all those experiences doing those small things like really first of all it makes me more optimistic and more believe that I can do something it's like I just keep doing those small things and then you start seeing ripple effects you know it's small mon- seemingly mundane tasks done consistently over time with right. massive results and massive success so like your confidence is built with every small little step that you take mm. Yeah, I love it. Right. In a way that I almost like, I heard of this thing recently. I thought I was talking just about like toxic optimism, which I may have, but like, I don't know exactly. It's in terms I think of like it's only way toxic, too optimistic. Talk to it if it affects you in a toxic way. Yeah, I guess you that's fair. You know what fair. I mean? Like that's if, fair. Because I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we're here now. So, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I, amazing. I think we're good. Um, but uh, yeah, so also, like, when I started the, when I helped start with the office, like, he was like, oh, asking for suggestions of things i think i'm like we should get a ping pong table yes. like i i grew up playing like a, i don't want to say a lot of ping well quite a bit of ping pong not like professionally just like i had a ping pong table growing up so like i'd play it with like my sisters and friends um but it's like a fun thing to do and get a little bit of exercise yeah and so yeah we got a ping pong table so let me ask you a question are yeah. you the guy that created the that vibe because okay <laughs> Like, before I moved here in Boston, I had a friend that lived in, in the seaport, and it's a big, um, you know, computer, mm-hmm. I don't know, techie thing. Mm-hmm. And she would always be like, come over to the office, and they'd be playing ping pong, oh, yeah. and they're having drinks, and they're pulling uh-huh. lighters in the office. And I'm like, oh, she's like, yeah, this is how these type of companies are. Yeah. Did you invent that? No, I, I wish I did. I wish I did, but I'm very happy the other person already did, so I didn't have to yeah. think of it on my own. <laughs> okay. But, like, I just, just, like, that kind of asked me, like... Having atmosphere, having fun and enjoying work, enjoying spending time with your coworkers, yes. growing more together with them. Such a like it's the vibe is great, productivity is great. I mean, granted, like sometimes you goof off, but the thing is, like if you goof off, like you still work harder in the non-goof off times, if that makes because sense. When you're happy, right? Where you're at, you're gonna do more. You're gonna be more invested. You're gonna, you know, even though okay, I spent whatever an hour playing ping pong. Well, now I'm gonna be so much more focused. Right. On what I'm exactly. Doing and dedicated, and maybe I'll stay later mm-hmm. because I have. 
uh, an investment in this company because I love being here. For sure, for sure. And like that's, yeah, that's pretty much the, the vibe it had because like, you know, a lot of times what I think why people like when you have like nine to five jobs and you're just working and it's not as much fun is like you do goof off a lot just periodically, like whether you're on Facebook or something, you're just doing all these things. And you do the bare minimum. Right. And then like if you have like time to like like socialize and like enjoy and everything you kind of get that out of your system a bit and then you can work yeah. harder and be more focused 100%. um so yeah so uh, with the with the ping pong started that and i loved it because like the majority of people who worked there were also engineers and they liked perfecting things and so like <laughs> everyone eventually bought their own paddle i put on tournaments oh and i created God. like music video things of a tournaments like i got footage and it, i put in like epic music and, and like it, it got real big and we uh, yeah it, it spread through the office like wildfire and everyone got really good because like everyone was trying to perfect it like yeah. get better in practice uh -huh. and uh with one of the directors uh, director of embedded engineering um, he knows me from like the presentations that I've done and stuff and knows that I started up like with the Midtown office and everything. Um, like I play ping pong with him and he would like train me essentially. I play ping pong with him to like 6, 7 PM, like, you know, on some days, just like after work, yeah. we're just still playing kicked off the shoes and like, yeah. he's like, all right, let's practice your backhand. I'm like, go on my backhand, <laughs> forehand, forehand. And so we would just do this a while and eventually got to the point where he's like, all right, I got nothing left to teach you. And then like, it's just like, oh, I just, I loved it. It was a great atmosphere. But it's crazy. Another like kind of small thing I did. All right. And uh, one time I'm flown to uh, Canada uh, to meet some of the Canadian team, uh, the team in Canada. Um, and uh, while I'm there, the director who I work with, or who I play ping pong with, happened to be there as well. Oh, um, and one of the days he's like, oh, hey, Evan, you want to come out to lunch? Uh, well, like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. <laughs> so I go with him to lunch. And it's it's one of those things where it's like a secret interview where I don't know I'm being interviewed, oh, shut and up. he's just talking to me about like what do you That's what do you the think? Best way yeah, no, it. it is one hundred percent. And like, luckily, I like I'm a naturally very like passionate like person and stuff like that. I'm really like what I do, and I really have like big aspirations for what I want to do. And so like, I was able to talk all day with that with that stuff. And luckily, it wasn't even. I and mean, there was some stuff that was technical, but though at the same time, I've been in my job enough. Um, where I felt pretty confident like with what I was doing. I was doing web development. Um, granted, I wasn't a full stack, which full stack means you do front end and back end. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into huge too too much on what that is, but front end is like everything you see, the UI, everything you see on a screen, and back end is like databases and algorithms manipulating all that. Um, so I was mainly a front end guy because I also didn't go as much into the computer science route, so like I like more designing. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't really much technical. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he, then he got me aspiration stuff, and he's like, all right. So, like, he paid the check, and he's like, all right, so I've been working on this this idea. And this is the one he pitched to me, uh, you know, the product and everything. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Like, like, I have children. Yeah, right? Like, count yeah. me in. Um, 100%. He's like, all right. And... Um, He's like, also to be clear, like, it's not really that you, you don't really have the skill set for this. It's more that I've seen the potential that you have based on like seeing everything Ooh. you do. And so like, the thing is like, I, you know, I get very, I get competitive, but like not in like an unhealthy competitive way, like in a I way that I love competition yes, in a way that I will lose and lose and lose and like feel better. you're not a bad Right, loser. right, exactly. Yeah. A lot of people, like for me, I like losing because then it means there's more competition to be had. If I win all the time, then there's not as and much for like, me to okay, gain. now I can evaluate this and how right. do I get there? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I love, and so like he would also see that and like me, I guess also like playing ping pong and like knowing what I did, like just, I was yeah. just a person who like, I really wanted to get into something and he was able to see that and he's like, he saw my potential. And so 
Yeah, so he brought me on, introduced me to the team. There's only like five other people um, on it. Um, but uh, yeah, and the kind of the rest is history from there. I've been working on it for about the past two years, a bit over two years now. Um, and we're on like pretty much the final stages of like this stuff. We already have the prototype and everything happening. We've controlled the wheelchair. Uh, I've been able to, you know, control my computer, like flipping through slideshows um, and stuff like that and playing a game with it as well. Um, well so hold up a minute. The, when I invited you to, to interview you here, like mm-hmm. I knew you were doing something cool, but I don't know a whole lot of your story, but every, like, and you know, you, you heard a little bit, the stories that we tell, everything that you just shared is so aligned with what we're talking about mm-hmm. here because number one, you just showed up as your true self and fail forward, have fun, like, and also just... The reason that you got a job was not because of your, like a talent or you know mm-hmm. the guy. What he saw in you is that that can be built. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because you showed up and you weren't afraid to fail and you weren't afraid to even in ping pong. Like that <laughs> translates to right. what you're doing here, which is something so massive. Like it gives me chills because it's changed the world, massive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. incredible. No, that's that's part of the reason, especially when I saw your podcast and everything. I'm like, wow, this aligns so much with yeah. like my my story. Uh, and Saint Pete brings all that together. Yeah, I, there's just some guys about this place. I just feel like. It's magic. No, for sure. You know? Especially if you start a podcast here, you're going to get the best people. Like, it's I feel so like, easy. Like, yeah. have to, I'm like interviewing the whole building. <laughs> you might as well. Like, yeah. The guy who made like the, the cancer kin- kinesis or something, I don't know, but like for it's a way of getting, like, uh, I don't know, getting somehow with cancer. Like he's a, he's the guy who invented it. And he's does he like, live here? Yes, he oh, does. Yeah, right, right, right. more people to interview. Uh, well, I've just heard it's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so that's how that I kind of got started in this this company and everything. Um, and it's been great. I've been kind of just doing I've been doing software development, but also a lot of other things that need to be done in a startup yeah. environment. Typically, you wear multiple hats. Um, and what's awesome, especially with gaming, it's it's like how everything in my life like just have come down to this point because like now like gaming is going to be a huge thing as well, especially for people with disabilities. So I'll be talking with like top guys and, and gaming companies like yes. about this product and how it can be used to play games and all these other oh. things. And it's like my dreams are like coming coming together. And so like that's why I'm like so happy right now like with how yes. things are. Um, and there's my current job that I have as well that I also love. Um, I do data visualization um, for molecular epidemiology and bioinformatics um, for the CDC. I'm more a contractor for General Dynamics, which is a U.S. defense contractor. They contracted out to work for the CDC, and so I help just visualize uh, contract tracing networks of diseases, pathogens, to help try and make discoveries of things. So have you been super busy the past couple of years? I've, yes, I've been, I've been pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been pretty busy, but what's awesome is I love everything I do. I feel very fortunate. Like I love, I love coding. I love data visualizations. I love analyzing and looking at data and discovering things. Um, and uh, cool. so like everything is just... Just, together, just come man. together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. One might think that, you know, we talked a little bit about, you mentioned um, toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. The way that I view things is, sure, if it's fake, mm-hmm. then it's toxic. Mm-hmm. But if you're on that vibe of just happy where you're at and just mm-hmm. grateful, which that's what you started with was gratitude. I didn't even ask you that. You mm-hmm. just, like when, it, what my belief is that when you're on that vibration, that's just what you're going to get more of. Right. So. Right. I mean, that's why. You know. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's one of those things. It's like yeah, like some bad things will happen here and there, but it's just like on the grand okay. scheme of things, it's like not so bad. Damn, yeah, yeah. No, it's not so bad. <laughs> Life's like, good. Good, yeah, yeah <laughs> chill out, chill out, babe. Um, but yeah, so there was that, and I guess I can kind of segue, yeah, segue into the metaverse now. Um, I'm intrigued because listen, that stuff always intrigues me, but I've kind of like just stayed away because I'm a little. 
torn right now in mm-hmm. life because I see what happens on social media. Mm-hmm. When social media first became a big thing, I was really excited by it because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we can reach people all over the world and share like such positive messages. And very quickly, I realized that... It can be used for the opposite. It, yes, good <laughs> or bad. And then very quickly, I realized how to make my feed mm-hmm. good. But then I still have in this part of my mind, like, but look what's happening to the rest of the people right. that don't know how to do that. So I get a little, like, nervous right. about it. Totally understandable. Um, for me, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of cons with that um, that, we can, that we can discuss if you'd like. No, uh, let's stay on the But case. Yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> I mean, because at some point, yeah, there's definitely real issues that we will have to address, like, later on, you know, as and everything. Because it's new. Like, yeah, but not even as they come up. Before they come up, oh. because when they come up, it might be like, holy shit this has affected too many people right um because it's kind of like social media did you know and stuff like that it just happened no one like had a preparation for like the effects or mental effects that it have well, on people i mean they kind of know and knew i mean oh yeah that's didn't, true didn't really give a fuck. that's true yeah yeah i don't know 100%, i take that back um, yeah. but yeah so like we, we just need more more awareness with that more good people um, in the space for sure yeah. and so like that's why like um, microsoft i mean Again, they're big corporations. I don't think they're all going to be like generally good, but like better than Facebook. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if you're aware that Microsoft, um, they had a huge deal. It was uh, $68.7 billion, their biggest deal they've ever had to acquire Activision, which is the big, like one of the biggest gaming companies yeah. in the world. Activision has uh, Blizzard, which is like World of Warcraft, all the Call of Duties. Like it's huge. My nephew loves that <laughs> And uh, a big reason is also because of like the metaverse, like with the metaverse and be a lot of gaming and stuff like that. Initially, that'll get people more into it is the gaming, but then eventually it'll be just like an average everyday life. Like you can live in like a Pokemon world if you want, you know, right. and just see like Pokemon. Just oh my god, your cat's so cute. He's totally listening. Just chilling, looking at me. <laughs> he's like, all right, metaverse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's also really awesome is like Microsoft. Also, they've been really good at with accessibility. Um, they've created like controllers with like huge buttons in case yeah. like people who have like you know stubs for for arms yeah. can like press the buttons. Granted, not as efficiently, but at least like be able to interact with some of uh, their technology. Well, listen. When you shared about the tongue thing, the reason what really caught my attention was um, number one, I used to work. I was a preschool teacher, but mm-hmm. for an integrated classroom. So a lot of our kids, you know, um, there were kids who were blind, kids who were deaf, kids who had shaken baby, like different things, um, mm-hmm. autism spectrum, Down syndrome, like all across the board, physical right. physical things. Um, and I lived my entire life across the street from Perkins School for the Blind, which mm-hmm. was Helen Keller oh, like, wow. school. And it's not just for the blind. It's people come from all over the world to come live. It's a, it's a beautiful campus and they come and um, there's different things. And I'm like, that technology that you're talking about, mm-hmm. they would like, that there's everything you could possibly like they would I don't think in my head holy crap like I need to put you because I know people that like are leaders over there but when you're done and when you're ready for that I would love to connect you okay well I mean we're I mean I wouldn't say we're not ready (laughs) well I can give you I can definitely connect you all right all right that'd be great Um, (laughs) no yeah that'd be fantastic yes we're definitely in that stage where we're you know we're Mm -hmm. figuring things out here in a good way um so yeah, so going back to like the Microsoft deal and everything, um, Satya, uh, who's the CEO of Microsoft, said this, and he says, she says, we're investing deeply in world-class content, community, and the cloud to usher in a new era of gaming that puts players and creators first and makes gaming safe, inclusive, and accessible to all. And Ooh, so, I got chills. Yeah, right? That, that last, <laughs> and I have it in bold here in the text as well, like, just to like emphasize that, because they are about accessibility and you know including that, but also 
with accessibility, you have like the Americans with Disabilities Act that was passed in 1990, which is like similar to the Civil Rights Act, right. where it's discrimination, where you can't discriminate against people, like the people's accessibility issues. Um, so like now, like all the buildings that are made, they they require a ramp, like they have to be accessible by people in like wheelchairs or people who can't like walk, you know. Um, and so the thing is, though, with the metaverse, as big as it's going to be. Like, you need to have, like, a ramp. You need to have this kind of accessible option for them to use it. And while there are some, like, you know, that could be put in, like, the sip and puff and everything, it's just really not efficient. Like, that's the technology of, like, the last yeah. century. Like, not, this it's is, like... too quickly. Right, that. right. Yeah. This is the new technology. <laughs> We're beyond the sip and puff. Right, right. We're beyond that. <laughs> um, so, like, this is what will essentially give them this ramp to allow them to be going into the metaverse and... On top of that, what's awesome, especially for the people with disabilities, is that when they're going in the metaverse, they're leaving their disabilities at home. Because, yeah. like, people are, unless they choose to be like, all right, I want to look disabled in, right. in, which they totally can, but some people, like, may also would rather not be looked at as a person with disabilities, which a or lot of them would rather not. Or based on your Or parents. judged on that. Exactly. Because people, that's the thing. Like, I get that, too. Like, I feel like people, for sure, you know, yeah. like, oh, you're going to, I feel that sometimes, so mm. I understand. So, yeah, that's what I think that's, like, all, like, there's, you know, negatives and stuff the metaverse, but, like, especially the positives, like, I feel like especially with this, like, I mean, yeah, when you leave your disabilities at home, like, and you're able to operate it, like, how a normal person will not operate it, then, like, no one's be able to tell them, they'll speak to you, they'll speak to you as if they're speaking to, like, another person, like, without any kind of disabilities, and I, I feel like that's very powerful. And, and on top of that, not just like with the metaverse, just giving them the ability to have their own independence and not have to ask people to do things for them. Like they can control, they can control their phone. They can control like Ooh. everything. Everything's a smart home. So let me ask you a question. So for many people, they would love to have their independence, mm -hmm. right? But for whatever reason, um, physical or whatever, they aren't able to when they need to have some kind of caretaker. Mm -hmm. In the future that this could potentially give them that independence like mm -hmm. in their own home to do anything like if it's all uh connected and aligned for like, sure for sure it'll give them way more independence it'll be like just an emergency thing if they need a caretaker but they should be able to do a lot of things on their own because you could also like hook it up to like exoskeletons for walking or like just different kind of devices that will help you get around and you could have configuration profiles like all right i connected to this device now there's a different mapping for my tongue works have you automatically. heard of the robots that they do i think it's at mit so one of the guys that comes and speaks to us at Prove It A Lot is, mm -hmm. um, he used to be the head of NASA, but now he mm. creates these robots. And I see him on the news often. They mm -hmm. like name them and they're like doing different tasks and like they can walk uh, around. Boston Dynamics? Maybe. So Boston Dynamics is Scott, a Spot and Atlas. So Spot is Atlas, like a dog. Yes, that's one Atlas of is the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the that, band, they're like jumping. And I've like, been very much following And at following one point it attention. started like doing things on its own. Oh. That oh. scares me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it can... Yeah, no, it's scary. It's definitely scary. Like, it's not even scary. It's just like one of those things that I, I see as, like, an inevitability. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you should definitely be scared of it. Yeah. Like, that's good because we need to be we need to have game. things ahead of the game before <laughs> yeah. the game, With, you like, know. Gonna, before the game. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, we definitely need I that kind of that, awareness. I you know, Atlas. Yeah, he always oh. comes and talks. I forget his name. Right? I love the that. The guy over there. Do you yeah, know him? I, I, I can't remember uh, his so, name, I'll have to tell you later. He's super interesting. That's super cool. Yeah, because I'm all on that. Like, whenever I see, I'm subscribed to it. Like, whenever I see any kind of new post or anything about it, like, I'm on top of it. So, like, yeah, I'm very much one of those future people. Like, I love, like, science fiction, huge nerd. Like, I am. What's awesome is, like, um... A lot of the companies like Coca-Cola and other big companies are hiring 
science fiction writers to help guide their innovation because the the line between science fiction and reality is starting to get more and more blurred which is right. awesome i mean like for, i mean scary and awesome it's it, you yeah. know it's also frightening but like for me it's like i just i have a very uh you know yeah. futuristic kind of like we can do feel. this like I'm type thing so so yeah so like that's uh so like that that's how it kind of plays with metaverse because now they can use that and then on top of that even normal people could use it um as just like another hand or something to use but um especially for these people to be able to use the metaverse in a way that like uh, a normal person could do it um because it's similar it's like when you have a person with the phone versus a person without a phone like for virtually like anything yeah, <laughs> like, <right>. I mean, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> or like they have a flip phone right yeah there's just just a dramatic <laughs> difference to the internet they can't right. connect to google <laughs> exactly um and I, I like to think of it as like so you think of all the possibilities you can do so you think of a sims game i, I like this kind of analogy think of a sims game if you played sims before Yes. Yeah, I imagine. And I'm yeah, you do because like uh, I use this a lot for life. Like mm-hmm. The Sims raised me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I know now. Yeah. Oh, if you have a, a wife and you don't talk to her because if your Sim doesn't go and talk to her, like you should probably go talk more. She's uh-huh. gonna get right. angry and start going like this. And be right. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a good teacher in that aspect, I guess. Uh-huh. And when you have to go to the bathroom, go or to the bathroom. Or you need to put your dishes away. Yeah, the right. flies come. Yeah, the flies will come in. <laughs> I mean, don't use life. a stove apparently because you'll die yeah. like it's if gonna catch fire right and then for some reason you'll stand there and just let it kill yeah, you you but... start flailing your arms <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's funny but uh, yeah yeah it's so like like just going back to that it's like you know like just the, where if you go talk to a person or you interact with anything all of a sudden all these actions come around you and you can yeah. click on an action like talk on the phone all right so now a new amount of actions come around you that you can talk on the phone. But obviously, like, imagine now if, like, you just press the phone action, take out your phone, how many actions become a- actually available, not just limited to the game. Millions and millions of things. With every single app that gets put on the phone, everything yes. that gets put on the phone, those actions are like, brrr, like, it's insane amount. And so, like, your efficiency with things as well also changes. Like, when you, when you use, like, your, your fingers to type something or to navigate to an app... It's not, if you're taking all the actions, then it's technically like, all right, like, start, press on this app, do this, to do this, to do this, and then you'll eventually do the thing on the app. Yeah. Um, no, swipe here. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, like, with this now, though, like, it, instead of just, like, adding on different things into all the total number of actions you can do, like, you're now taking a lot of those different actions you can do and bringing them closer to the amount of actions because like you have to do this swipe this swipe this whatever but if you have like a quick command on your tongue then you can skip through all of that like you can hold up right like in your mouth and then it'll open an app and order you a pizza so like you don't you're not gonna have to like do these other steps so it, it the more value that the phone has or computers have or whatever they have the more value that this tongue that using the tongue with it would have because you can do things that are faster than just to your, your two hands. You can use it with in conjunction or if you're you know, a person with disabilities, it gives you the ability, which is way better than not having it or asking someone to do it. Right. Um, so, you. so it's just, yeah, I really see it as being like the future. Um, of course, there is, you know, the, the brain computer interface, um, which is what Elon Musk is working on, Neuralink. Oh, so is that um, your competition? Not really. It will be eventually. Right. Um, but for this to first of all like become like FDA approved, commercialized, affordable, and on top of the fact that people are gonna be okay with 
putting shit in your brain and being connected to oh, Bluetooth. Yeah, I don't know much. So like that is going. I wouldn't want that stuff in my brain. That is going to take a while. Like <laughs> yeah. so, like at least like 20, 30 years, I'd say, like till that becomes something Nothing like is going in my brain feasible. It's my brain. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not <laughs> right. Putting anything in there. Exactly. So that's <laughs> why you know it's semi-competitive because it's like obviously thinking and then it doing is way faster than you even but also, lifting a lesson. But also, do we want everything we think to happen? Yeah. No. That that's part of. Yeah, that's part of a big issue. That's like transcendence. That's like, like that's what this is about. Like yeah. the stories we tell ourselves and how to switch right. them. Because sometimes the story you tell yourself is not a good one. Right. And the things you think you don't necessarily want to happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like that's one of those things. I'm like, oh, it's cool. It's the future, but there's oh. a lot <laughs> But yeah. yeah, that's like real scary because like then you can get into like hacking people. Like right. you can hack their hack brains. Their like oh. you know, like oh you can do God, all yeah. this shit. So like it's like ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> That stuff maybe I don't that know. That paired with all the conspiracies right. and, and, and media and commercials, I'm like, right. I don't want to touch any of that. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, granted, I mean, it has amazing applications. It's just, it's like one of those double-edged swords. It's like, so what's? I don't want to like alarm too many people. Like, what's right. like, what's cool and not cool is like, yeah, we're creating all these new technologies, but it's like double-edged sword because. Like the as big of an impact they have to do good, they're they have like an exactly. equally like opposite like bad media. impact. Yes. And the fact of the matter is, it's up to human beings to to like create the space. Like yes, right. here because anything can be good or bad. Celery right. can be good or bad. If you eat it, it's great. If I choke you with it, it's, not, <laughs> it's up to the user, right? Right. No, for sure, for sure. So it's just like yeah, one of those things that. You really, because but the thing is, since it gets the more negative it can do, because yeah, you have more positive, but the more negative it can do, as we're going further and further into the future, it's gonna be like where you make mistakes, but the mistakes will get more and more serious because the effects will be greater, right. and eventually, at that point, where like you can't make mistakes, right. you have to be ahead of the curve because that one mistake of that great negative, it could end the world. yeah, it's like a new, it's like our bill, like our nuclear bomb. It's like, like imagine if the president was sitting there and he had the brain thing yeah. and he got aggravated for a minute he let his ego take control yeah. and he was like oh, blow up the world yeah, and then all the like, things was like okay uh, sir right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's things like that like yeah the ability for a single person to cause the computer's like what do you things. mean you thought this yep <laughs> yep so that's yeah so yeah i don't want to get into that kind of talk for well, this is supposed to be inspiring yet. plus but yeah we're so far way, off from that as long as like good people bring up these things right to um develop awareness around it and how to like how we can combat it serve not even survive but act in this type of space to keep it in a positive uh, right. light and, and promote light and not darkness right and yeah we definitely yeah we just we just need to have a lot of discussions about this because i feel like we're definitely not in like raising awareness having committees of people or whatever trying to work on regulation for things like this is, is definitely gonna be a must yeah. um but that being said it's like my eyes are all googly for for all yeah, the cool things. It's, cool. it's so cool, but like, yeah, I could, you know. Um, but um. I, so I have a question for you. Unless mm-hmm. is there something else you want to share? Um, I mean, on top of I don't know, I think I already told you, yeah. But like, they had like a one point seven billion dollar uh plan for accessibility um in correspondence with the ADA, which is the American with Disabilities Act. Um, for this just this past year to allocate towards accessibility in terms of public transport because like there's places like trains and what have you that even though the ADA was passed 20 years ago Still, yeah. like what, you know, it's places. actually even over that it's like 31 years ago um, like it's taking like in this one woman who was told by officials oh it's going to happen like in Chicago but it's going to take like 25 years she's like all right so people with disabilities are waiting like over half over half a century because you had ADA started in 1990 it should have started around there so you had people with disabilities waiting like over half a century for stuff to happen for them to like you know 
so with this, you know, I'm pretty happy that like they now are Condensing allocating time is what you guys are doing. right, right. And yeah. it's like now, like they're they're obviously putting a lot more money into this kind of thing um, to expedite that. But on top of that. It should also be similar, I feel like, to with the metaverse. Like, the metaverse, there should be some infrastructure for that. That's going to be a huge part of our lives. It's just 99%. Like, 90% of meetings will be in there, but then you have people who are like, I want to go to a concert, or I want to talk to you across the world, or right. I want you sitting right next sitting to me. me you have, like, that feeling of presence. That's so weird. Right? Or we can just be in space. Like, yeah. let's look at, let's be next to a black hole. Like, or yeah. let's, like, you <laughs> That's know. That's what I'd want to do. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm very excited for yeah. that. We'll do it sometime. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, with that, there should be something like in place that that helps like people with disabilities efficiently navigate you know through through the metaverse along with you know real life but uh here comes. yeah so i guess yeah that's... so my, my question for you is out of all the things you told us the what's to come the the tongue thing what's it called again could you tell gloss decks it's so it's gloss decks is the name of the company the gloss decks tongue drive system or gtds uh, Sorry, I called it, it the is. tongue thing. I was just no, no, it, no. I it's fine. No, most people think of it as a tongue thing, and like, yeah, that's fine. So it'll be initially. I mean, the granted, the name, the name may change yeah. of what the actual device is, but right now it's the Glossdex tongue drive system. Cool. Um. So well, yeah, look out for so that. So beyond all the cool stuff that you shared, um, the biggest piece of what I got from this is your story. Like, mm. just you know, the the way that you shared, you know, just taking chances and failing forward and stepping up and walking by the CEO instead of being like, oh my God, it's the CEO. I should say, hi, I'm Evan. You know, it's as simple as that. Yeah, that's all it was. Um, now, if you could go back and tell your childhood self or give your childhood self one bit of advice, what would you say? If I can give myself a piece of advice, I guess, I mean, I guess like for me, uh, like things that like held me back that I felt like I still could have been more than what I am today because you always have those regrets is like don't dwell on a lot of the bad things that happened. Um, cause everything's temporary. Um, yeah, bad, bad stuff's going to happen, but also at the same time, it's like the long-term effects of those bad things. If all those bad things didn't happen in my life, I would not be where I am today. Yes. And so like in that time, like I now have that mentality where something bad happened to me. I'm like, this could be something good. And quite recently something like one of the worst things that's happened to me happened like in the past, like two months, three months. And then now like just this past new year completely was worth it like it made everything and and at the moment like you know shitty but i had that mentality but like back then if something like that were to happen when i was a kid like a lot of like i guess my personal growth would was stunted because i didn't have that mentality and a lot of people i mean most people do have the mentality it's like oh this shit's really bad but like they don't think long exactly yeah And but long term, it can be like some of the best things that ever happened to you. So like, if I could tell myself that and like not to dwell too much on it, like help promote myself and growing more, um, I guess yeah, that, that's kind of the advice I would give. So one of my mentors always says, um, "It's all unfolding perfectly." Mm. And so even when the bad things happen, I just remind myself of that. So that's and I agree that would be my thing that I told myself too. Mm. It's like number one, like listen, everything's happening for you. Right. So trust the universe, trust God, whatever the word is for mm-hmm. you, because I think mm-hmm. they all words mean the same thing it's something that it's unfolding perfectly that you have a purpose here and that yeah for Mm. sure that's awesome um all right well thank you for joining us Uh, that was uh very interesting and awesome i love a little like you know geek talk oh yeah no no this is i love doing this that's part of the reason why i go to driftwood all the time is like i mean this 
a lot of people it's not even just geek it's just like nerdy people but like nerdy people not necessarily in the sense of like science and technology no, but like, like and what they love doing yeah, exactly yes. and like you just get this here and it's it's just so awesome to see people pursuing their passions and like i've seen so much growth with a lot of friends in just a few short months like them quitting their jobs starting new things doing things they've never done before and it all like working out and it's just been fantastic fucking chances right and listen it sure. might not uh steve harvey do you like steve harvey yeah, I so mean, I don't dislike Steve Harvey. Super, he's super inspirational, actually. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that he shared is a story about, you know, he's like, I saw all my friends just going by, and it's like jumping out with, a, a, you know, we have a parachute or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I see all my friends just skating by, like, uh, on their parachutes, and I'm like, I want to be floating around in a parachute. And he's like, but what they won't tell you is it's never going to open if you don't jump, right. first of all. But second of all, when you do jump, guess what? It's not going to open right away. Right. You're be flailing in the sky. You're going to be, like doing all the things and uh you might even hit like a few branches on the way mm-hmm. down but eventually it's going to open but you have to jump for sure and like that yeah that's actually like a lot of so i have like i have a couple friends too who unfortunately like they had the mentality where it's like oh my like my friends are going like it's like I, like he told me that like he loved one of my best friends like told me that he loved hearing about like me and my accomplishments but also felt bad at the same time because he would use me as like a gauge for where he should be right you know and that's oh, like one of the worst on, things. right right, <laughs> right? or you or you can just be happy and be like wow look at that like i can do that you know or things like that Inspired. like it, it, it'd be more inspiring than more not motivated yeah. so it's so weird how just that slight not a slight change but that change perspective it can motivate you that you tell yourself, right which there is you what go you can Circling tell yourself back. man i should be where evan is or you could say man you know what that's inspiring i'm gonna use this as motivation to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, that's, that's what I hope to do. Um, awesome. And helping people. But. Well, I appreciate you and uh, thank you for joining. No, no, thank you. This has been great. Better than I, uh, better than I expected. You know, I expected it to be pretty good. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, that was Evan Moscoso. He just really has a passion to change the world and improve lives right and by blurring the line between science fiction and reality um so he's been interviewed a few times since he's moved here to the tampa bay area and he's thinking of starting his own podcast which i'm like hell yes go for it um and where he'll talk about future technologies like the metaverse which we talked about today what impacts they'll have on society and the ethical ramifications they present that we should be aware of and that we should be talking about along with that he'll share his method methodologies for how we can not only maximize the amount of opportunities presented to us but Find enjoyment in it through the process of gamification. Guys, I'm nerding out talking to this dude. I can't wait for him to drop his podcast. But until he gets that going, until he gets that up and running, you can get a taste of what it might be like um, over by, you know, following him on his Instagram, which is at Mossy, M-O-S-S-Y 494, as well as over on LinkedIn at Evan Moscoso. He spells his last name M-O-S-C-O-S-O, which by the way, guys, check the show notes, um, the description. I'll put all that in there so you can like visualize it. And here's the deal. He's been off social media for a few years and we were talking about it, but I just kind of encouraged him to to bring it back. And he's like, yeah, I've been thinking about that. So he's going to start it up again for the fact that he just wants to engage with anyone who's interested. Um... In, in, in reaching out to him and also just to keep people informed on everything that we talked about in the podcast. He'll give the latest updates on the Gloss Dex Tongue Drive system, which I'm just 
bump to follow and how it's going to significantly improve the lives of millions and millions of people. So if you're interested in finding out more about this product, just leave them a message, drop them a message, or visit the website at www.glossdex.com. It's glossdex.com, G-L-O-S-D-E-X.com. And uh, yeah, send them a message. All right, guys, that's it for today. I will be back soon.